It's the IFR Flight Radio Show with your host, Jeff Canarish. Welcome. Welcome to the very first episode of the IFR Flight Radio Show. I'm Jeff Canarish. I'll be your guide to the world of ATC communication while flying IFR. Though I'll be doing all of the talking during the show, I'd really like to hear what you have to say. After all, I've found the best way to give you exactly what you need is for you to tell me what you need. So please write to me anytime at jeff at atccommunication.com. I'll repeat that address once or twice more before the show ends. So here's what's going on. A contact of mine at Chicago Approach recently said to me, you know, I'm really frustrated with how pilots are reading back my clearances. Now think about who this guy is. This guy is at Chicago Approach Control the busiest approach control in the entire world. So who is he talking to? He's talking to airline pilots. These are guys with 10, 20, 30 or more years of flying experience. These are the pros. These are the high time pros. And what he's saying to me is these guys don't know how to read back a clearance. Some of them aren't using their call signs. Some of them are just reading back the numbers, but not saying like heading or airspeed. They're giving him a whole mishmash of feedback. So his question to me was, what exactly are the regulations that control how pilots talk back on the radio? And I had to laugh because I said, you know, there really are no regulations that discuss exactly how a pilot is supposed to talk on the radio. All we've really got is the Aeronautical Information Manual, the AIM, and that's just guidance. He says, come on, there's got to be something in the regulation that talks about how to talk on the radio. And you know what? Actually, there is. It's in Part 91 of the Consolidated Federal Regulations, formerly known as the FARs, now the CFRs, and it's 91.123, and the title of that is Compliance with ATC Clearances and Instructions. Now, if you go into this, right, you'd think it would be very clear about what you're supposed to say back to ATC anytime you're given a clearance. That's what you think it would say. All right, so let's take a look at this. And I'm not going to read these to you because it's going to put you to sleep if I start reading them. (laughs) I'll post them at the website, ifrflightradio.com, along with the uh, audio for this show, and you can read them if you want to put yourself to sleep. So let me just summarize. Subparagraph A says, you can't, if ATC gives you a clearance, you can't deviate from that clearance until you get an amended clearance from ATC. Boom, that's all that says. Paragraph B says, Except in an emergency, you can't operate your aircraft contrary to what ATC says. Anyway, you know that. As pilot in command in an emergency, you can do just about anything you want to do. But unless you're in an emergency, you've got to do what ATC says. Paragraph C says, if you do deviate for an emergency or to avoid hitting another airplane, you've got to let ATC know about it as soon as possible. Great. We probably knew that as well. I don't even want to go through paragraph D. All paragraph D talks about is you have to submit a written report to the supervisor of an ATC facility if you deviate from an emergency and that supervisor asks you for a written report. And then finally, E says, if air traffic control gives a clearance to another aircraft, you can't accept that clearance as your own. Well, duh, but you know the lawyers had to put it in there. So there we are. That's five subparts of the only paragraph in the entire regulation and not one stinking word about what you're required to actually say in readback. And after all, I I guess you probably knew that going in. The title of this paragraph was called Compliance with ATC Clearances. It has got nothing to do with reading back. 
So unfortunately, my fr- friend at air traffic control over at O'Hare, there's nothing in the regs about how to read back or what pilots are supposed to read back when an ATC clearance is given. Let's go to the aeronautical information manual, the AIM, because that is all about guidance, right? It's not regulatory, but it is supposed to tell us what to say in certain circumstances. So to find anything about this at all, let's go to paragraph 4-4-7, which is titled Pilot Responsibility Upon Clearance Issuance. And paragraph A is all about how to write down your ATC clearance if you get one big deal. Let's go to paragraph B, which says ATC clearance instruction read back. All right, here we go. This is the meat of it. Pilots of airborne aircraft should read back those parts of ATC clearances And yeah, I emphasize those parts because it's in italics in the paragraph, which means emphasize it. So we should read back those parts of ATC clearances and instructions. Now follow along with me. Here's what you're supposed to read back. Containing altitude assignments, vectors, or runway assignments as a means of mutual verification. Wow. Is that all there is? Altitude assignments, vectors, or runway assignments? Well, what's missing? My goodness, there's nothing in there about reading back airspeeds. But wait a minute, hold on. You're, you're into math, and you know that in trigonometry, a vector is a combination of a, a direction and a velocity. So maybe when they say you're supposed to read back vectors, they are re- saying airspeed. Uh, not so fast. Let's go to the pilot controller glossary to of the AIM to see how they define vector. So here it is, under V, the word vector is, according to the AIM, a heading issued to an aircraft to provide navigational guidance by radar. A heading doesn't say anything at all about airspeed. So, oh my goodness, they left airspeed out of our required readbacks. So the next time a controller says to you, Twin Cessna 801 Tango Fox, maintain 180 knots. According to the AIM, you don't have to acknowledge that. Well, what about vertical speeds? Uh, there was nothing in that list that said vertical speeds. So if, appro- if approach control says, Maintain 1,500 feet per minute rate of descent. You don't have to read that back? Hmm. What about instrument approach clearances? They said you've got to read back runway assignments, but it doesn't say anything about instrument approach clearances. Well, as it turns out later in the AIM, Uh, There is a mention that you have to acknowledge an approach clearance. Never mind, you don't have to say what type of clearance it is. So if approach control says to you, you're cleared for the ILS runway 7, really all you have to do is say cleared for the approach. You don't have to read back ILS runway 7. All right, let's get with reality here. Yes, you do have to read back airspeeds. Yes, you do have to read back vertical speeds, even though they're not mentioned here in this lousy, lousy paragraph. But yes, you do have to read those back. Why? Because it says this in the very next sentence. The read back of the, quote, numbers, end quote, serves as a double check between pilots and controllers and reduces the kinds of communication errors that occur when a number is either, quote, misheard, unquote, or is incorrect. (laughs) Again, a really long run-on sentence, but it does say read back of the numbers. So basically, if it's got a number in it, Read it back, and that includes airspeeds and vertical speeds. But you know what else stinks about that last sentence? It just says, read back the numbers. So if approach control says to you, Fly heading 180, reduce speed to 170 knots. Really, all you have to do is read back, Twin Cessna 80 
0.0170. Why? Well, you said to read back the numbers. It didn't say about anything about reading back the units. Is that smart? Well, not in my mind it isn't. If I'm told fly heading 180, reduce speed to 180 knots, I'm damn well sure I'm going to read back heading 180-170 knots. Why do I have to do this? Because in the second half of this run-on sentence, it says, doing that reduces the kinds of communication errors that occur when a number is either misheard or incorrect. So what you're doing basically when you say heading 180 and 170 knots, you're ta putting tags on those two numbers so ATC can verify that you're going to fly heading 180 and reduce speed to 170, not fly heading 170 and reduce speed to 180. In other words, provide as much information as possible back to that air traffic controller so he can verify that you heard correctly and you're about to do what he wanted you to do. Man, is that a messed up paragraph. And when you consider it is the only guidance we have on what to read back to ATC, it's no wonder my buddy over at Chicago Approach Control is pulling his hair out. There are those guidance for pilots in the AIM regarding readback of clearances is just woefully inadequate. In fact, I am so aggravated by it that I'm actually gotten in contact with someone at the FAA headquarters I'm attempting to muscle my way into actually trying to rewrite this subsection of the AIM. Boy, do I have a hard time saying that. I write better than I speak. <laughs> but do you think I'll have any luck with the FAA? Who knows? But I, I sure think it's worthwhile because I want you to have some better guidance about how to do a readback. Well, you know what? Actually, I've already done that. You don't have to wait for a rewrite of the AIM to figure out exactly what you're supposed to say to ATC. I just put out a brand new book called Radio Mastery for IFR Pilots. It's available right now at Amazon.com, and it discusses this entire problem in the AIM in depth. As a matter of fact, if you want to see this whole discussion that I just went through, you can go to the website, IFRFlightRadio.com. That's IFRFlightRadio.com, and you can read an excerpt from Chapter 3 of the book, which goes into detail about this particular subject in the AIM. Now, the entire book covers everything you ever wanted to know about talking to ATC. And I know that could sound like a very dry, boring subject. But what I did when I wrote the book is I did it in terms of real world context. I wrote as though you and I were going flying in an airplane and we talked to air traffic controllers in real time and discussed the whole scenario as though you and I were sitting by, side by side in that airplane and talking about what to say next to ATC. I hope you'll enjoy reading it. I certainly enjoyed writing it. Uh, take a look at it. See what you think at Amazon.com or for an even more detailed chapter-by-chapter -chapter breakdown of what that book contains, go to IFRFlightRadio.com. Let's wrap up this episode of IFR Flight Radio with your question of the week. Here it is. You're inbound to an airport with a published standard terminal arrival called the Candy 5. As you approach the vortex that defines the beginning of the arrival, the controller at Chicago Center says, Doing Cessna 553 uniform Mike, proceed via the Candy 5 to send and maintain 9000. You read back this clearance and navigate along the route for the Candy 5. 
you also begin a descent to 9,000. Then you notice 20 miles ahead on the arrival, there is an intersection with a published crossing restriction of 8,000 feet. Here's your question. Given your clearance from Chicago Center, would you descend to cross that intersection at 8,000 feet? I'll have the answer to that question in the next edition of IFR Flight Radio. In the meantime, if you want to cheat and find out the answer early, you can pick up a copy of my book, Radio Mastery for IFR Pilots, at Amazon.com right now. It has a complete discussion and application of standard terminal arrivals presented in real-world scenarios. In addition to the answer to this week's question, our next show will cover more questions and comments from pilots and air traffic controllers. And if you'd like to be part of that discussion and you have a specific topic or question that is near and dear to your heart, write to me at jeff at atccommunication.com or contact me at atc underscore jeff at twitter.com or leave a comment at ifrflightradio.com. If you do any of those things, I'll respond to you directly, and I'll probably include your question or comment in our next show. In any case, however you get in touch with me, I look forward to hearing from you real soon. Music for this show was made possible by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com on a Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license. If you're flying this week, I wish you smooth air and high ceilings. I'm Jeff Canarish for IFRFlightRadio.com saying be well, keep in touch, and fly safe.